Uh, but before we start, I just need to say, you know, law is powerful. It helps you or it can hurt you. You really want to know what the law is, and you want to you want to hire lawyers that know what they're doing, uh, that 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 particularly specialize in the area of law, if you can, of of your particular concern, because it does make a difference. Remember, though, whatever you hear on this program is for information and educational purposes only. There's no attorney-client relationship established by anything that's said on this program, okay? But it is to inform you, it is to educate you, and hopefully guide you and point you in the right direction. So, what I'm going to ask them to do very briefly is just to briefly introduce themselves so I don't kill their names <laughs> and then we'll call them by their first names because I, I get them wrong all the time. Say the name of the firm and uh, let's get started, please. Why don't you start first? Sure. Uh, this is Ike. Ikechuku. Okay. I go by Ike. Ike. Uh, our firm is Emma Drew and Nyambi. We are downtown uh, Silver Spring based firm, uh, mm -hmm. but we service uh, many clients across the D.C. region. Okay. And this is uh, Andrew Nyambi. Uh, I'm uh, the partner to uh, Ike. Okay. And um, you also, unlike many lawyers, because you work in federal court, also you are able to work on cases in other parts of the country. Is that right? Th that is correct. Uh, oh, on certain kinds of cases, if you associate with other attorneys. Is that right? That is correct. So okay. We have taken on cases that uh, do uh, allow us to move across the state lines. Right. So so you do you've done work. You gotta speak oh, up a sorry. little bit. Yeah, please. Okay. Uh so so at, I know that a lot of my listening audience is outside of the D M V area. So I want you to keep in mind that these attor these are attorneys, unlike many, who can because they do a lot of litigation, they do a lot of federal litigation, they are able to handle cases uh, unlike when often people call me and, and they'll be like in Mississippi or Tennessee and I really can't help them. The only thing I can maybe do is find a lawyer there for them. But if you have cases of the type that they do, you might be able to get assistance from them uh, regardless of where you are, uh, depending on the factual situation. Okay. So let's start with... Um, a lady called in. Let's start. Let's start right there. A lady called in about 10 minutes ago, right at the end of the last program, and indicated that there was a red flag of some kind on her record. And I'm assuming she meant like her credit record because it had to do with some money. It had to do with the bank and so on. Talk to us about what can you do? What do you advise people to do if something's on their credit report or they think there's something on their credit report that is wrong and it's harming them? I mean, what do you do about something like that? And say which one is talking since we have two yeah, people um, here. Uh, so this is our Andrew Nyambi. I'll uh, respond to that. So typically what happens is um, we always encourage people, you know, when you see stuff on your credit report, and you believe that it's not accurate, to always um, get in touch with your credit reporting agencies. They're the big three uh, credit reporting agencies. Um, try to make sure, try to make sure that you contact the... Pardon? Oh, the lady that called. Okay, okay. Go on, Andrew, and then we'll, we'll let the lady speak, okay? Yeah, so it's always very important to keep records. So the best thing to do is always to, you know, d you draft out a letter to the credit reporting agency. 
you tell them that um, I found information on my record and I don't believe this is right and I want you guys uh, to remove this. Um, typically they have uh, 30 days within which to respond to you. Um, so under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, um, once you send in that uh, request, the credit reporting agency is supposed to investigate, um, they call it a, a dispute, you filed a dispute, so the credit reporting agency is supposed to investigate that information, and then they have to get back to you within 30 days to let you know that this is what we found, whether they have verified it or, you know, whether does it exist or it doesn't exist. Okay, so now, the, the, the lady that called is on the air. Hello? 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 Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, um, yeah, I see. Can you just, yeah, yes, just, just very briefly give us just some basic information, because they may not be able to answer every question. I'm almost certain they'll have to have you come in to, to speak I know I need a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. It's but, been three months. They've hold, held up the money. They've held up uh, a transfer uh, of a loan into my account of, say, 10000 That's small. But the, the other money is more than that. But they, they got the red flag on there, and they keep saying, we're going to keep the red flag. They don't say... Uh, they don't say what it is, but I need a lawyer because I was defrauded and I lost some money in a bank action. And then I have, when I've checked the credit report, it's three or four of them on there that are uh, really wrong. And I called and talked to the people and they said, okay, we'll send that in. And, and they just sent their report back to me. I haven't read it yet. But they haven't done what they're supposed to do. The creditors haven't. And then the uh, liens on property, they're really wrong. Okay, so Andrew, can you respond just briefly to yes, what so, you would recommend? Yeah, so basically what you do in that case, a lot of times it's very important to keep records. So it, rather than calling them, it's better you, you, you draft a letter and you keep a copy of that letter. And when you mail it out, it's always good to uh, mail it out in a certified mailer so that you keep you know, good records. Uh, a lot of times the credit reporting agencies actually respond very fast because they, you know, a lot of times they take it seriously. So the credit reporting agency then has to verify that information from the source uh, where it came from. So if it doesn't or if it fails to verify it, they're supposed to delete it. And if they don't delete it, then you can have a, a, a you know, you can seek legal relief from the courts. Okay. So why don't you give out your phone number, uh, uh, Andrew, and y your, your website and, and information, how this person can get in touch with you and people who have those kinds of situations, please. Yeah, so we are at uh, downtown Silver Spring, uh, Maryland. Um, um, the direct line or, or the phone number to reach us is uh, 240-638-2786. That's 240-638-2786. Okay, and do you have a uh, website? Yeah, we do. Our website is www.enylaw.com. www.enylaw.com. Okay, Miss? Did Thank you hear you. what they said? I did. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. And and get in touch with them, please. No. Okay? Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Sure. Uh, it sounds like the, the first thing that a person needs to do is make sure they respond to anything about their credit in writing. Right. And uh, also one thing I, I forgot to add is that there have been some changes that have taken place in, under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Uh, tax liens, for example, had she talked about a tax lien. Right now, um, the information that is on the credit report, wherever that information came from, it has to be a source that can show the social security number of the person.
because a lot of times nowadays because we have a lot of uh, identity theft and stuff like that you know you you can get uh, you find stuff on your credit report not because of your own making but because somebody stole your identity mm -hmm. so that's why we encourage the uh, public to be you know very credit report not because of your own making but because somebody stole your identity mm -hmm. so that's why we encourage the uh, public to be you know very diligent with your credit reports uh, and to keep checking your credit report uh, often because it can affect a lot of things in your life yeah I was gonna ask you how often would you recommend people check their credit reports I mean, if you're a busy person, I would say every 30 days is good because it really? affects you. Yeah, it wow. affects you know, how, how you get a mortgage, you get a car loan, credit cards. It uh -huh. almost affects everything. So you have to be really very diligent uh, when it comes to what information is on that report. So do you do it online or do you recommend having the credit report mailed to you? So I know that there are some uh, um, sites that provide free uh, information. I think uh, there's a is it credit credit karma. Yeah, there's the commercial sites that provide the. Uh, are they good? Because sometimes people tell me they're not that. Well, I shouldn't say that on the air, but I mean, <laughs> should you should you go directly to TransUnion? Was it TransAmer? What's the name yeah, of the yeah, agency? Trans TransUnion, Equifax, and uh, Experian. Yeah. Yeah, and then, go directly to them and ask because aren't you entitled to one entitled free one to, a yeah, year? Yeah, you you can do that, but um, the only problem with that is that you're going to each individual company. You can't see uh, across board because with some of these sites, you can see your 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 score from all the three, the big three uh, credit reporting uh, agencies, and then because sometimes they score different credits. Right. Yeah. And then do they do they have uh, exactly what's causing the score in other words do they have right. where the lean is from what the source of the right they, so sometimes they give you basic information that's why you need to follow up and you know try to verify where that information came from so if you're not aware of you you know you see something on your credit report and you don't know about that item you dispute it and um, they're required within 30 days to get back to you okay that's good to know that's good to know i also add that sometimes your credit card company if you do have a credit card will also allow or uh, provide a, a free score um Ah, uh, yeah, that's you right. Ask them. So I've that heard is, that. Yeah, that is something to. That's that good. But you want you want not just your score. You also want the report. It sounds like you need to know what's actually in the report. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good information. One of the things that in our conversation that came up that I think would be of interest to many people is what happens when you work with any company, but particularly the government. Uh, and you feel that you are either being demoted, overlooked, uh, discriminated against in some way. Uh, what are what are the recourses that you have, uh, Andrew? Would you are you the one that would speak to that? Can you either one of you please? Yeah, this is Ike. So uh, oh, Ike. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No problem. So we do uh, a lot of uh, employment uh, litigation around town, primarily because the federal sector is in town and it's a lot of a lot of government employees. One of the uh, recourses that an employee that works for the government uh, has is to. Um, seek out their uh, internal EEO office. Uh, the EEO office is one of the uh, um, centerpieces to a lot of the agencies that allow for someone to go and if uh, if they have a discrimination uh, issue within the workplace. What does EEO stand for? Uh, equal Employment Opportunity. Okay, good. All right. And and that is that is available to anybody that works with the government? 
It, it is, yes. They do provide EEO uh, counselors within each of oh. the uh, um, uh, agencies that any government employee does work uh, work in. Okay, because I know there are a lot of people right now, particularly with the change in administration and so on like that, that are very that feel a bit insecure about their jobs, whether it's and and does discrimination is it does it go beyond race? I mean. Are there other kinds of discrimination that you you see? I mean, yeah. So there's a, there's more than just race. There's sex, uh, national origin, uh, religion. Um, there's uh, uh, age. Age discrimination. I've been hearing about age lately. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's a, a color too. Color. Color. Okay. Color. Yeah. yeah. Color. Race. Color, yeah. Exactly. Uh huh. So, uh huh. Um, under the statute, Title Seven, the Civil Rights Act, uh, there are specific. Uh, areas of uh, discrimination that um, that fall under for people who actually uh, experience that discrimination. So, so if you if you think you're being discriminated because of your color, because of your religion, I would think is religion that is a big there. one. Yeah, religion is a big one. Okay, because you're a woman. Sex is there. Yeah, as a woman as That's well. That's what you mean when you say sex. Yes. Okay. Uh, or male, males as well. Uh, males, oh, that's true. That's we actually true. have a matter, right? Uh, we actually are involved in, we had some cases in the past where there is uh, uh, same-sex discrimination where that is uh, either male-on-male male or female-on-female female in the workplace. So that is uh, another issue that does arise every now and then. So it's not necessarily that it's a male discriminating against a female. No. It could be a male discriminating against a male. That is correct. How do you deal with that? I mean, what, what does that mean? That they don't like them because they're a man? Well, um, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, that, what does that look like? <laughs> that that is actually a fact scenario. I mean, that is that is something where if there is a man that is uh, a supervisor or that is a head of the uh, employment unit, and they don't particularly uh, like someone because they are another male, and they do preferably treat women in a certain way. Oh, yeah, that is, I see. That is okay. a cause of action that that does occur. Okay. It's not heard of. Ah, yeah. And because I've heard women say that they have women supervisors who are worse on women than they are on men too. So I guess it goes both ways. That's yeah, it does. It does go both ways. Yeah, so. that's very interesting. Yeah, there are a lot of the times people only hear of one particular issue, but there, uh -huh. there are multiple issues. And and each can be actionable, perhaps. Each can be actionable, and and one of the um, a lot of the times people do come into our office and then they they do have these issues, but. One thing to keep in, keep in mind is that you have to have a, um, you know, something had to have happened to you that that would cause for any uh, litigation. So an adverse action, for example. So you've had to have been terminated or the demotion, as you referenced earlier. Uh -huh. um, you, you have to have something that has happened to you uh, as well. So, that so there has to be some kind of damage that you have suffered because of the action of the other person. Right. Right. I see. That's that's important to know because some people think they can sue for any old thing. They, the person doesn't <laughs> yeah. like them or something, you know. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that, yes. So when it comes to housing discrimination, I, I guess that's where the Airbnb case came up in. What, tell us a little bit about that case. Because it's been, you, you all not only brought the case, you were quoted in the in several big newspapers, in the Chicago Tribune, in the, was the New York Business Journal, and New so Times. on. Tell us a little, the New York Times, tell us about that case. 
Because I saw it in the news. I didn't even realize it was your case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, the case is, is uh, we like to say, it's still pending at this time. Uh -huh. We don't really do a lot of commenting on it. Oh, yeah, um, you have to so, be careful. Yeah, so we're very yeah, careful with that. Be careful with matter. that. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is a, a very uh, interesting case, uh, and we have been, uh, it has been a pleasure for our firm to have, uh, to continue to represent it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we, we, uh, we've been hearing from a lot of people across the country about this particular issue, so um, we, we're we looking forward to seeing how it, how it will play out. How it plays out. Yeah, 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 because yeah. I've used... Airbnb and travels too. I never had a problem, thank God. But, you know, it's a very popular mode of of uh, you know travel, and so you hate to hear things like that. You really do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also uh, there's also local issues as well with housing, um, especially in our region. Um, and there's housing discrimination everywhere. So yeah, um, you know, one of the things that people I need to be vigilant about it when they're seeking out housing is is uh, ensuring that um, they understand their rights when they go and look for house housing or apartments or anything uh, in the region mm -hmm. that, and they feel as if they've been discriminated against and it's a good uh, you should probably seek a, a counselor or attorney or advice uh, for that particular issue okay let me give out your phone number again it's two four zero six three eight Two seven eight six. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Okay, two four zero six three eight two seven eight six. Their website is e y e n y l a w dot com. Okay, and there's Andrew and Ike, uh, and this is their area of specialty. You do quite a bit of uh, litigation uh, work, it seems like. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little about the impact. I see in, in the information that you provided that you all had a very big case in the trucking industry where in the information that you provided that you all had a very big case in the trucking industry where um, false information was provided and it kept going on and on and on. It seemed like it was resolved, but it, you, you, you established a very big principle that each time a false report is, is repeated, it starts the claim again. Was that your case, Andrew? Yeah, am I, yeah, Am yeah, I describing that right? Because when I read that, I'm like, that would be important <laughs> for people to know. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, you can, people can have uh, negative information on their records and they don't even know it, you know, for years. So as soon as you find out that information, you're supposed to let the credit reporting agency know um, that you're disputing the information. And they have 30 days within which to do that. And if they don't do it, you know, you, you can uh, have a go to the courts to um, seek relief. Typically, the, the statute of limitations, you know, the period within which you can uh, bring the suit is usually two years. Okay. Under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So that's why, you know, we encourage people to be always uh, vigilant um, when it comes to their um, credit reports. Now, a lot of times, uh, some, especially when it comes to employment, you know, when you're trying to look for a job, sometimes your, your, the potential employer will not only look at your credit report, but uh, some, some of the industries, say for example the trucking industry, they have uh, another different type of system where you know your employer uh, verifies your employment background with a different agency that deals with only storing uh, information for truckers or you know commercial drivers. 
So if one of your last uh, previous uh, last or previous employers put some negative information and you're not aware about it, you may be denied jobs repeatedly without knowing why. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, so, that's what happened. Yeah. So it wasn't a credit problem. It was more that somebody put some incorrect information about his employment well, into his record. Is it? Am I saying that right? Well, the factual situation generally that happens is uh, uh, an employer um, can put some negative information uh, on your, your your record after you 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 know you end your employment with that person. So if that that it's kind of like unemployment reference, and if it's a, very, a negative one or it's if it's false, yeah, that can really hurt you. Yeah, you, you you can fail to get a job. So that's why we always encourage people to you know once you denied for you denied a job, sometimes you can try to find out from the uh, person that you were trying to be hired why you were denied, and then um, under some of the industries they require to tell you that you know we found some information in your background. Sometimes it can be like a, a, a criminal record that you may not have, you know, you may not have committed a crime, but it's uh, somebody sub submitted it, you know, in your uh, employment background information. So wow. If you're denied and you have, you know, a, a wrong criminal record, which, say, for example, somebody stole your identity and, you know, that information ends I've up I've known somewhere. clients who's, who, and one client's son that happened to... That, that somebody stole his identity and, and he had all kinds of stuff on his record that was just wrong, you know? Right, right, right. How do you find out, though, if it's not credit? Do you have a right to see what's in your employment record when you leave a job? Do you have a right to... Because I really don't know this. Do you, do you have a right to know what a former employer is sending to someone who's checking on your references? So a lot of times it just depends. Um, sometimes, uh, so for example, the trucking industry, they have uh, what they call a driver check. Driver check, check report. Uh, it's kind of like okay. a credit reporting system. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, all information of truckers around the country, you know, employers provide uh, the references through that system. Okay. So every job you try to apply for, they'll look into that system uh, to find out what your background was. Now, if they, if uh, say for example, there is no you know system like that, and uh, you're in another field, say for example, nursing, and you know you're getting denied uh, jobs just because of uh, a, re a reference that your empl uh, former employer made. In that case, you you, you may try to find out a state. Uh, you may use state-specific laws. Um, you know, you could, they have like defamation uh, laws, you know, around the country. Um, so you can use those if you're in a field that doesn't have a specific credit reporting agency or credit reporting uh, uh, bureau that you know handles uh, uh, employment information. Mm -hmm. So if you can't use the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you can still use uh, state uh, defamation laws. If, if a former employer uh, provides information that is uh, false. That is incorrect. Yeah. We just finished a conversation about what do you do if you keep being denied a job or you left a job and you have reason to believe that the prior job, the prior employer may be putting out false information about you. And one of the things that I, I just wanted to reiterate that was said for you to keep in mind is that if this happens, ask the person why you were denied the job. And, you know, be polite, of course, don't be belligerent, but if they have any kind of um, 
information that they received about you, particularly written information, you can ask to receive. Am I correct in that? You can ask to receive a copy of it? Well, you can ask for the source of the information and where it came from. Uh-huh. Yeah. And once they tell you, you know, then you can d determine uh, uh, what the next uh, step would be. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, sometimes um, when you're looking for a job, they'll do, for example, a criminal background investigation. You may not be aware that you have a, a false criminal record, uh, you know. In, in a this, false one, yeah. Yeah, in this day and age of, uh, you know, identity theft, sometimes uh, somebody could have used your identity and you're not even aware that you have a, a larceny conviction. So how, where do you go to find that out? Because that's different from a credit report. Right. Where, where, where would you find that information? Right. So, so you have to find out, you know, how that information got on there. Uh, no, but on, on what? What? Where is the criminal report reported at that would come to the to the attention of an employer? Right. So they have some specific uh, uh, background screening uh, companies that, you know, report the um, criminal information, which do background searches. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is public. Uh, if, it's, if it comes from the public uh, agency or public sources uh, that have... Right. But if, if you're a young man or a young woman, and for whatever reason you continue to have problems getting a job, can you hire an agency to do your a check on you? Or can you do your own check that finds out from these same public sources what there is out there about you i think the problem is uh you can't do that but i mean you have uh what 50 states uh, you can't do a criminal background check for all 50 states so there are some specific companies that can do that for you okay so if the employer denies you uh, a job and you know you ask them and they tell you that hey i think you have a criminal background and so on and so forth you ask them for the source of that information i see and you know wherever that information came from you have to uh, verify that, uh, where that information is say for example you have a uh, conviction in texas you know you've never been to texas you don't even know anything about uh -huh. it, you know so you find out um, how that information got there, and um, if you're not the one, you're supposed to let that uh, background screening company that provided that information to take it out of your record. And then, of course, you contact the court where that information is, you know, just in case you feel you need them to uh, be aware that, you know, it, it could be a, a false identity or anything like that. Okay, okay. So let me put, give your information out one more time so that if people have these kind of problems, they can contact you and you can give them consultation and guidance. Because I would think this is a very serious area of of the law that a lot of people especially young people may be dealing with you know um uh you can reach uh uh th these lawyers at 240-638-2786 240-638-2786 and give both of your names again please ike 786 240-638-2786 and give both of your names again please ike Ike and Andrew. Yep. And Andrew, right. Okay. Now, let's go into consumer finance because that's something else that you say that you see a lot of excess improper charges on bills and bank fees and stuff like that. Talk to my audience about that because you're saying that there's a lot of that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it happens a lot. Um, sometimes it could be a miscommunication between, you know, you and the bank. But a lot, a lot of times what happens is, um, and again, like I said, because of uh, a lot of uh, identity theft now, and, um, you know, somebody could access your account without you knowing. So soon as you discover that, say, for example, money is missing from your bank account and you, you never spent that money, uh, it's always good to contact the bank um, to dispute, you know, the the money missing mm -hmm. and uh, so there's specific laws that actually gu guide the whole uh, govern the whole process in in terms of you know you 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 file a, a notice with the bank or you talk to the bank tell them i have this problem it's always good to put everything in writing though yeah, yeah. A, good, a good record is really important yeah you know, when they when you call the bank and that uh that voiceover says you know uh, quality control insurance is is is, is going to be recorded um, we've seen in the past where uh, statements made by a consumer to the bank or to whatever company, those statements are also very important to keep a record as to what you're disputing, mm -hmm. uh, for consumers to keep in mind that, hey, it's like Andrew said, keep good records as to what's going on so that uh, if this case, if this particular issue does ever wind up in court, then you've got something to, to stand on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you've had cases that you've actually taken to court where money has been missing in people's bank accounts or improper right. fees have right, been found right, right. really right right so that, that happens actually is, is, is common um you know money missing on somebody's bank account you're supposed to to write to your bank um and there, there's a there are actually specific timelines within which the bank is supposed to respond uh the law provides for you know very prompt resolution of uh uh, any um, allegations that you know money is missing uh, on somebody's bank account. Um, so I, I think there has there was this issue of uh, was that the Wells Fargo issue that they have. Um, well, there, there there are a lot of issues where, Andrew, like Andrew said, if there's if there there is a specific timeline that you have to 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 make sure that you're within, and it's all state specific, right? So a lot of states have consumer protection acts. And, or, and, the, and federal laws as well provide for timelines where if you if you find money missing, you find type of issue that you know you, you believe where you're you're uh, you've been harmed somehow by the bank. You have to you have to contact the bank within a time frame. You can't wait a year or two years to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You could actually lose your you know lose your right or lose the the ability to yeah. recover the money. Right. And, and then also um, when you you know when you have a bank account, make sure that your bank uh, discloses to you whatever fees are going to be taken off your bank uh, your bank account every month or for whatever period uh, because the banks are required to disclose uh, all the fees that they'll be taking off uh, uh, from your account so that's also one of the things that usually happens you know some people are not aware and then you wake up and you have all these fees on your bank account in your bank didn't tell you for example about the fees so that's something that you should be very quick and uh, fast to dispute with your uh, bank Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's always good to put everything in writing um, because sometimes just calling, you know, becomes a little tedious um, trying to call because they always route you to these central um, phone numbers around the country. So it's always better to put everything in writing. Um, if you, the bank uh, charges you fees and you're not aware of those fees, make sure you present your, your concerns to them promptly. Um, you know, so that you can be able to save, uh, safeguard your rights. Yeah. So uh, would, like, going online, uh, you know, sending messages and so on that you, that you save, 
Is that another way to yeah, do it? Yeah, yeah have, that, 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 that works Those instant well. messages. Trust me, the bank also is saving those things for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you do dispute it, they will have everything there. Okay. Um, not only banks, other you know other businesses as well. Any okay. Business, it could be your phone business. Your phone. Uh, what are phone bills and and yeah, cable bills and yeah, those? We, two. we have those. Yeah, those come in uh, every now and then. A lot of. Uh, what it's called, uh, you know, bait and switch issues. Um, those yeah. issues where the consumer is signing up for a particular. Um, we actually had someone come in um, last uh, a few weeks ago with a complaint against uh, one of the big major telephone company and, uh, uh, companies and com com complaining that their their bill doesn't didn't reflect uh, what they signed up for. So you know mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty big issue. Um, it's what is called bait and switch. You sign up for something you think you're getting, but then ultimately the company switches uh, their... Uh, yeah, there's a big thing right now among women with this makeup. You sign up for five ninety nine to try something, the next thing you know they're taking $89 a month out of your bank account. Right. So the consumers have to be vigilant as to the fine ter the terms as well. Because yeah. if, if a lot of the times the companies will you know they'll they'll sell you on the 5.99 uh, right then and there, but then the fine print suggests that hey, you need to you need to with if you want to get out of this, you have to let us know within 30 days. So that's right. very important as well to to make sure that you're looking at fine print. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, consumers don't look at fine print. Right, right. You just see one thing. Right, you don't have time to read all that stuff. Yeah, I don't have time to read all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> so, I don't either. But, you know, you have to be aware that, you know, you are getting a good a good deal up front, but then ultimately it's probably going to be uh, prob problematic on the back end. What about this new thing where the uh, consumer agency uh, outlawed arbitration clauses on... Uh, am I saying that right? In in agreements with financial ins for financial institutions, I know Republicans are are really big. They're trying to to yeah. undo that right now. Explain to my audience what that's all about. Yeah. I th so uh, last week the CFPB uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, they, they just, I yeah. was reading it in the Wall Street Journal just recently. So the consumer happened. consumer financial um, uh, protection consumer, bureau. Yeah, protection bureau. Sorry, thanks. Uh, uh, is outlawing uh, arbitration provisions uh, with financial institutions. Um, mind you, it's only financial institutions. It's not going to be any other company or employment-related or if you sign up for Comcast. So it's with your bank. And, and uh, the Consumer Protection Financial Bureau is really looking out for consumers that, as Andrew said, was to, are, taking, uh, are being taken advantage of uh, because of the... Uh, uh, you know, bait and switch issues that are going on. Mm -hmm. CFPB is looking to bar those arbitration provisions that prevent consumers from going into court. And now you have a Republican-held Congress that has to do something within 60 days. They have 60 days to pass a law um, to uh, scrap that particular regulation. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's going to... It's looking like the Senate is working on something. I think the House is also working on something as well. Um, and I know there's... there's um, um, they're looking to, to bring something forward... I don't know what the timeline is, but it looks like that from reports, things are moving, uh, moving quite uh, swiftly. Is the term yeah. moving? Yeah, yeah. And and I just to add, uh, just to add more information to, um, just for the listeners who may not be aware about uh, what arbitration is, uh, many of the companies now, when they, you know, when you're doing, uh, when they're doing business, if you try to enter, say, for example, a credit card uh, agreement, they'll uh, insert uh, an arbitration clause. Uh, what that means is that you know you can't go straight to the courts in case you you've been wronged. 
that means you you have to go through a, a separate process which which is outside the court system where you have an independent person who you know you you and the bank or you and the company appear before this person and then that person will resolve the dispute so it kind of keeps you out out of the courts um, that favors a lot of times we find that it favors the the companies more than it does to the consumer that's why um, you know, Ethel and I were trying to say that you have to be vigilant when you read um, the fine print of uh, any agreement, even if it's the makeup uh, issue that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to read the agreement just to make sure that, you know, does it have an arbitration clause? Because that's telling you that, you know, if they mess up or they wrong you, you can't just go straight to the courts. Because if you go there, uh, the court will send you out. They'll tell you you have to go outside the court system to arbitrate. It also stops class action suits which right. has been an effective consumer protection method of punishing uh, companies that do this right. bait-and-switch thing or whatever it might be as a policy. And, and if you can get a whole lot of people who got gypped to go against them, then right. you, 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 they're, more less, they're less likely to do it than if they know that they can nickel and dime you to death in an in a arbitration situation. Right. I, I want to piggyback on Andrew's, what he just said. I think, um, uh, so, and also what you just said, the uh, arbitration issue uh, that you may face, there, there may be some exceptions. Uh, so there's always an exception in the law. Um, the law provides that if you do see an arbitration, or well, actually let me step back, uh, if, if, if you didn't see arbitration or you weren't noticed of arbitration uh, uh, as a consumer, then you may be able to sidestep uh, any arbitration provision that they later raise. So that's very oh, important. Okay. So if a consumer is not know. noticed of it, they have to be unaware, aware of what the arbitration provision was there. Okay. Yeah, and and the also the other thing is uh, it also happens in the scenario of employment. So sometimes when you, you get mm -hmm. hired, mm -hmm. the company that you're working for can make you, you know, sign an arbitration agreement, meaning that you can't go straight to the court to sue them. Right. And you can negotiate, by the way. You can you can um, consumers should know that um, you know if you are an employee, uh, a prospective employee for a particular job, and you do see that provision. Uh, you're not necessarily uh, constrained. Obviously, the consumer or the employee, uh, employee would want the job really badly if they're in that situation. But it's good to notice that you are a consumer and you, and you have rights, and you should be able to uh, negotiate those rights. Right, right, right. Well, let me know. Uh, tell me if there is anything in particular, because oddly enough, we are almost, yeah, we only have five more minutes. It's gone so quickly. Um, Tell us, because you do a broad range of cases, a broad range of uh, primarily civil rights, but in its broadest term, you work with employment discrimination, you work with housing discrimination, you work with consumer finance issues and so on. Credit discrimination. Credit discrimination and so forth. What in particular would you like my, my, my audience to know? Just, just a moment. Is there somebody on the phone? Is that for us? No. Okay. All right. What What in particular is it that you would like to be sure that people take away from this this program? That what you know? What about the law? Do people really need to know um, in these areas? Yeah. Um, I mean, that they they should know that consumers have a powerful voice, right? So people. Andrew and I, we do work for the people. We 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 like to work with people, not the institutions. Right. Okay. So the everyday person, and it's important that 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 people that are listening to the station should know that you have 
rights and that you should always exercise those rights, whether you be an employee or a consumer. And that's one of the things that we've always, uh, our principle is at our point. firm that we, we want to make sure that people understand these particular issues that, that come about in everyday life. That's important to know. That's important to know. Yeah, and um, just to add on to that, um, uh, there's a lot of changes that are taking place in the country right now because we have a new government. So there's a lot of uh, legislative changes that are going to be taking place. Uh, so we encourage the listeners to always be vigilant to what's happening, um, you know, what laws are being passed. Um, you know, Obamacare is there. It's a big issue. Try to be uh, vigilant just to pay attention to what new legal changes are taking place, you know, from Congress. Um, you know, Trump administration is going to be passing uh, uh, several, um, you know, executive orders and all that stuff. So we encourage you to always be uh, vigilant about what's happening in the country. Yeah, it's, uh, employment issues as well. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on within this particular administration's Department of Justice. So you've seen a lot of different um, uh, civil rights issues and employment issues, which are kind of intertwined. So yeah. And, and and notice who's voting for what so you can get them out of there if they're not voting in your best interest. <laughs> I'm serious. I am serious. I mean, that's the, the, only the only thing that makes this country different fundamentally from a lot of other places is that you do have the opportunity to remove people who are not acting in your best interest. That's correct. Not you only on the, on the international level, you, know, you should the local levels. Local well, levels, levels are well. very important. Very they important. really are. They are very important. So you've been listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. This is Attorney Ethel Mitchell. I want to thank my guests for coming. Thank you. Ike and Andrew, thank you, thank you very much. You can reach them at 240-638-2786. 240-638-2786. If you want to call me about your wills, your trust, or your power of attorneys, please give me a call at 240-638-2828. In the meantime, have a good week.